Welcome to No Apology with Emily and Chris. So glad that you are with us today. We've got a really good show planned. And as always, my best friend, my husband, my favorite guy in the whole world, Chris Danielson, (laughs) with me. So are you ready for another one, Chris? I am. I'm ready to laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger. Uh, Coming up on the program, Mike Shaw, of course, will be here with uh, Right On Way Off and maybe a news headline or two. I haven't talked to Mike, so I don't know what he's got planned. But uh, before that, we're going to have a special guest. His name is Justin Wagner. He is involved in a new paradigm for how to educate kids, and it is amazing. I can't wait to share that story uh, with Emily and I uh, sharing that learning. with you. Yes. It's a big thing. It's yes. a big thing. I've I love got the it. Bible Idiots Deep Dive coming around the corner, but like always, we start with what has been affectionately called <laughs> the Granny Rant. Here yes. she is. It's Emily. Da, so, da, 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 da. <laughs> I like that. I like that music. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Johnny Carson's, you know, intro, whatever. That's right. Um, so who wants to hear a little good news today? I've actually been praying and asking God, Lord, can we find something good to talk about? And just as a little... Well, see, I wanted you to go rage against the machine. I have no idea what you're going to so say. That's so easy to do. And then I, I stay in the muck and mire, and then yeah. I'm grumpy, and then that doesn't do anybody Everybody's like lost. There's a new movement out there. It's called Rainbow Revival. Uh, Are we going to try to take back the rainbow? Well, uh, it's a gathering of people who have indeed, through Jesus Christ, come out of the LGBTQ lifestyle, and they're starting to organize, and they're starting to gather. I saw the term rainbow revival, and I'm like, okay, uh, that could go one of two ways. (laughs) So I started looking into it, and guess what? I was really, really encouraged, and I want to tell you all about it. The reason I want to talk about it is because, as you know, mainstream media, social media, Hollywood, they're going to squash this. Like, nobody is going to want to really put this out there, but I will, and I do, because I think this is so great. So um, what they're doing, this Rainbow Revival, is they're holding what are called Freedom Marches. How perfect of a name is that? Freedom Marches across the country. What goes on in these marches is, is people who have come out of the LGBTQ lifestyle gather together. They pray. Uh, they pray for people that are still held captive in that lifestyle. And then what they do is they spend a lot of time sharing their testimonies of what Jesus Christ has done. And um, what better thing to do than that? I mean, that's kind of a lost art in Christianity today, isn't it? Yeah. Let's just go tell people about what Jesus Christ has done for us. And so They want to pray for those who are still trapped in the lifestyle, pray for their deliverance, pray that they will be healed, pray that they will be restored. But there's even a deeper purpose. They want all these things to happen so that those people can go and preach the gospel to more people in that community. Sounds good. I know, really. I mean, they're thinking it through. It seems like it's really um, spirit-led, and it is gaining momentum. And so I think that we as Christians, 
um, even if that's not a day to day issue that we have to deal with, um, we should be joining our fellow Christians who have come out of that lifestyle in those prayers for that community, for the people that are involved in the Rainbow Revival, because they're going to need some strength. Am I right? Yeah. Um, they're going to need God to really hold them fast, keep them um, true to the faith and not let Satan's uh, stumble, you know, cause them to stumble. Um, so I think we should join in that prayer. Join them in that mission and in that prayer and be united and of one accord in that. Uh, because Satan, obviously has no creative power of his own. He just takes what God has done, what God has said, and he just twists it and uses mm-hmm. it and perverts it for his own purpose. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love the fact that they're kind of taking back the rainbow. We talked about this over Halloween, how it's time that we re-educate people as to what the origins of that are. Um, and I think that that's what they're doing with Rainbow Revival. Let's educate people about the origins of what that rainbow really, really stands for. So I'm encouraged. I hope you're encouraged. Mm-hmm. This is really, really good news to see Christians, not just in LGBTQ issues, but across the board. They're starting to really feel like you know, the Spirit's calling them to take back what God has done and really proclaim those truths. So be praying for the Rainbow Revival, that God would give them strength, preserve them, give them the ability to continue telling their stories of deliverance uh, through the hope that is found in Jesus Christ, because after all, that is the best news you are going to hear all day. Well, that's one of the arguments that I have made that have, has gotten me kicked off a couple different shows. Yeah. Um, was what do you do with the thousand upon thousand mm-hmm. upon thousand of people who've come out of the gay lifestyle, mm-hmm. uh, both men and women, and they, you know, there are some that come out based on hurt from that lifestyle. Uh, that have have very little to do with Jesus, but that's right. the rarity. Mm-hmm. The majority that come out of that lifestyle credit Jesus as being the one who, and I'm quoting them now, set me free. Yeah. So if you are living in sexual bondage of any kind, Jesus can set you free. Right. He, you know, he's the chain breaker. You know what I'm saying? T- that's that's what he does. Yeah. And so whenever you're going to have this conversation about gay rights, and I was born with it, and all this other stuff that's been driven down our throat. We've been saturated with, I can't even see a rainbow and not think that that's promoting pride. You get afraid of it almost. It's pride and sin. So if you can't deal with those thousands who have a testimony diametrically opposed to the LGBT propaganda machine, then you're not credible. Right. You know, you, you, you just got to ask, you know, what about this? It's like abortion, you know? Um, the first question you want to ask somebody who's pro-choice is, you know, oh, what about rape and incest? Rape and incest? Well, so, okay, let's set that aside for a second. Can we then agree before we have this rape and incest conversation that abortion on demand is wrong? There you're going to find out who you're talking to. Right, right. It's about pursuing righteousness mm-hmm. in our heart because Jesus saved us while we were yet sinners. Yeah, yeah. And it's an, it's a real struggle. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, I am going to decide to do this today. We've yeah. talked about different things um, in our own personal life where there is a struggle where you realize, okay, Lord, I, in and of myself, I can't fix this. I can't change that about me. I am powerless. Mm. But when we lay it at the feet of Jesus, um, 
He is faithful. Here's the thing. You might have to keep laying it down for a while. You just keep laying it down and you keep laying it down. And every time Satan throws it up in your face, you lay it down again. And eventually, over time, could be a day, could be 10 years. I don't know. But eventually, you realize, I'm not laying that down anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. Mm-hmm. It's not burdening me anymore. It's and, gone. And that's what Jesus does. He cleanses us from the inside out. And so that's kind of the difference, Chris. You talk a lot about uh, behavior modification. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing. There are things that we can do. We we have the ability to make decisions and make choices. God gave us that, yeah, I <laughs> that done... ability. And so sometimes that, that's all it is. It's, it's a changing of your mind, and, and it can be very easy. But sometimes, sometimes there will be a thing in your life where you realize, I am powerless against this. But he who began a good work in me is faithful to complete it. He will. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, in your view over there, I can see that you just threw your car keys up on the <laughs> counter, and they're sitting there. Hand them to me. I want to show. I want to show the uh, the video people something. And, no, just kidding. <laughs> and, and then you can see um, this is these are the keys to the good car, and that's Emily's car. <laughs> the good car. So if the if, good if, car that just came out of the shop with yeah. a big old bill attached yeah. to it. But if I drive, I have to walk around with this a keychain that says this. And for those audio listeners on Spotify, TuneIn or whatever, or Apple Podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast content, search No Apology with Emily, E-M-I-L-E-E. But it says I Heart Grandma. Yeah. We need to get one of these made that say I Heart the Granny Rant. Because <laughs> that was pretty fun. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. Well, let's move. Let's transition. Let's go into our Bible Idiots deep dive. Uh, Chris, I love it when you talk about like sermons that you've spoke in the past, or maybe something's just got in your craw, whatever it is. Um, I sometimes, God has gifted you to just explain things and to help us really truly understand that biblical perspective in so many things. So let's do it. Let's go into our Bible Idiots well, Deep Dive because for the we, day. Because we record on Mondays, uh, the day after uh, I preach on Sunday, I usually just reflect back to what my sermon is, which most of the time you can hear it at BibleIdiots.com. And, um, you know, it's you can watch it at YouTube if you search the right Bible idiots. We have a couple channels out there we're trying to sort through. But anywho, uh, uh, Fresh Encounter Church is the uh-huh. church that I am blessed to pastor. And so in that world, I started asking myself a couple weeks ago, what is it that really makes Christians hum for the Lord? And I mean, just roll along at a good clip. Mm-hmm. And I found it in Second Peter chapter 1. And so in Second Peter chapter 1... Literally from verses 3 through uh, 12, or through 15, actually, it takes you on a journey. And I take, basically, my message yesterday was nothing more than just taking people on that journey. There are seven uh, qualities that if you have, you get some incredible benefits. The Mm -hmm. benefit of always having discernment, never falling. You know, uh, what else does it say? It says, you you know, you will be uh, more diligent to make your calling and election sure. You'll not doubt your salvation. I love that and, one. And so all of those benefits are if you do these seven things. Now, when you just brought up behavior modification, mm-hmm. that's I've been fighting that for so long that a lot of times when I go to say it again in front of a new audience, I think I leave a lot out because I just assume that everybody knows what I'm talking about because right. it's so deeply ingrained in my mind. 
You will have behavior modification when you serve Jesus, but it will not come from you trying to have behavior modification. (laughs) Yeah, behavior modification in and of itself is not a bad thing. Okay, right. That's not, right. But there is a difference. Yeah. But but too many people come to Jesus, or they look at not coming to Jesus because when they look across at those of us who are authentic Christians, they see a lifestyle that they don't want. You know, mm-hmm. or or if I do what I really enjoy doing now, will that make me uh, a sinner in your eyes? You know, and in the judgmental vibe around Christianity is is just palpable amongst the lost. And then when you are saved and you do get in a good ground church, you realize that you have to judge rightly. You know, mm-hmm. this whole idea that I can't judge, I just got to be milk toast and just, oh, everybody can do whatever they want. I'll who figure am out. I to judge? Yeah, and, um, and what, who am I supposed to be? I'll figure it out. <laughs> you uh, better be yeah. judging rightly. Yeah, yeah, you need to judge correctly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, in Second Peter chapter 1, it says this. It says, for every reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and increasing, they keep you from being uneffectual, unfruitful, uh, you know, all, and it goes on and on from yeah. there. Look it up yourself. Yeah. You know, the point is, is that it is not you get your faith and then you start working these things out one by one. You get it all at the same time. Right, right. So, it's, it's accessible to you through Christ Jesus. Hey, I have yeah. told many people off and did not have the brotherly affection in the moment, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, a temper or, you know, temptations or, you know, your tongue gets in the way. I, we talked about that in my mm-hmm. message, too. I tend to do that with my husband. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Emily, she's so sweet. I don't know. She's just brother- a sweet lady. Brotherly I, affection. Emily, who? Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the outtakes from this back. show alone. It's not, <laughs> it's not because I don't have it and it's not accessible to me. It's because I choose not to so use it. So here's yeah. the thing. When Jesus soundly saves you and he holds you in his hand, he's going to try to infuse you with these qualities mm-hmm. in you as you're open to them. And your virtues will start to grow and be more godly. Your self-control will start to be... Not that I don't want to hurt myself or hurt hurt my spouse or hurt others, but I don't want to sin against God. Mm-hmm. You know, David. A lot of times when he had had made one of his major you know mistakes, uh, major sins, you know, crossed major lines. When he started his repentance, the first thing he would say is, "I have sinned against my God." Right, right. And that's where the the phrase "the fear of the Lord" is mm-hmm. the beginning of all righteousness, because. We have such a good relationship with a holy God that we don't want to mess it up. Right. And we see him giving us these qualities over and over and over again, and they start to grow. And when they're all seven at work at one time, you will not fall. You will not doubt your salvation. You will be strong for the Lord. And right now, that's what we need more than anything is for people to be strong in the Lord for such a time as this. And we used to have a radio station called Real Remnant Radio about the Remnant Church because we saw it coming. I did not think the church would get this far down. I, when, uh. You know, when the Bible says, love your enemies, um, the ones that come to my mind are people who are running around claiming Christ, mm-hmm. who don't know him. Or if they do know him, they, they, they you know... Yeah, we, Christianity in America is in, in a world of hurt. Yeah. And I believe that we have the, you know, the, the rise of, 
pornification and transgenderism and all this other stuff because the church has been blessed be the nice. Yeah, a little too silent. Oh, if you know Jesus, you won't say anything negative about anybody. Yeah, and this is what I love because you're touching on something that I was talking about earlier with the Rainbow Revival, and that is as they organize and as they speak out Mm -hmm. about what God has done. What that does is it gives people the ability to see that truth lived out in actual human being, in actual human beings. Mm -hmm. And that's key. That's absolutely key. And so when you're talking about these um, things like virtue and assurance and these things that will be a result, um, again, that's what people will see. They'll see your assurance. They'll see your virtue. They'll see those things lived out in real life. And then it becomes more than just words on a page. Mm. Then it becomes living, breathing, uh, alive, and at work. And that's who God is. And the byproduct of all of that is a peace and a joy that you Mm -hmm. can't explain in the middle of all this. And we know that we know what we know because we know it and because it's been been just impressed on our hearts. And we want that for others. That's why we share the good news. While we're yet sinners, the, the biggest mistake I have seen in all of my walk with Christ is people who say, "Yeah, I wanna, I wanna come back to Jesus, and and I wanna come back to church, and I wanna, I wanna start walking with the Lord again, but I gotta clean myself up first. You know, that's that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's like, you know, I know we've been out hunting, and and I'm muddy from head to toe, uh, but before I can go take a shower, I gotta go clean up first. Mm-hmm. No, the, the, the Jesus does the cleaning up. Yeah, the righteousness that's imparted to you isn't even gonna be yours. Yeah. You know, that's why I always joke around. I'm like, hey, sinners, hey, losers. And we are called saints uh, because of what Jesus has done for us. And that gets us really excited. And we should have this joy and this upbeatness instead of the, oh, everybody's waving a a stupid colored flag and trying to get in my face. And uh." that's not that's not the that's not the role. But knowing what evil is actually there and not calling evil good and not calling good evil might, you know, be be something that people should should look at. I I think yeah. that I'm just lamenting because of some of the news stories from this morning. I am waiting for that Christian church, news. that Christian <laughs> church to start marching on behalf of Hamas. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's going to just turn my stomach, man. Of those who proclaim because God has told us many false Christs will come. So yeah. if, if if there are false Christs being preached, what are we going to see? We're going to see followers who proclaim to be Christians, but they are, they've denied the power. They have denied the power to be able to change. And here's the great news, is that the whole reason that we are, that we are given the ability to be changed is because Jesus said, come as you are. Just yeah. come as you are. You don't have to, like you were talking about earlier, you don't have to be a good person to come to Christ. You just have to be who you are to come to Christ. And he takes you from death to life. Mm. That's that's the key. That's the difference. Well, we've got a wonderful show planned for you today. We've got more good news, more encouragement right around the corner because we are going to have Justin Wagner with us. And Justin Wagner is going to give us some real good insight into alternative education and the benefit and the wonderful things that are coming out of that. He's going to be joining us after the break. Hey, go to FreshRoadMedia.com. Give your best gift right now to help us do more outreach 
where we try to share the truth and a little bit less annoyed as I came across in that first segment, but yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah, good news. Good right news. around the corner. <laughs> no apology with Emily and Chris. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris, bringing truth to your world honestly and authentically and without apology. And one of the things I love, Emily, is when people are creative Mm -hmm. in whatever industry they're in. And being creative in education is outstanding. And so I'm pretty jacked for our next guest. (laughs) I am too, because Chris, you and I have, we're shining living examples of how alternative education can really benefit the kids. Mm -hmm. It can really help them to soar and to become the the young men and women that God intended them to be. And so we love that. Um, One size does not fit all. And so joining us today is Justin Wagner. And Justin, I have to think that you would agree with that statement. One size does not fit all because you are the superintendent of what is called Ignite Pathway. And tell us a little bit about what is Ignite Pathway. Yeah, so first, thanks for having me on. And, oh, it's uh, great to have you. Yeah, love, love innovators, love innovation, love hearing your, your, your both your story. Ignite Pathways is, is that. It's, it's a personalized um, education for students, and uh, we, we really try to uh, find out what makes students tick. That means everybody wants to be a doctor and a lawyer to somebody who wants to run their own business someday to um, you know, uh, folks that, that, that like to manage IT. So okay. we, we, really, we call it individualized development plans that we have for kids. So Ignite Pathways is transforming the educational experience mm-hmm. and moving the speed of business. And yep. so that's kind of our, you know. That's oh, kind of nice. Our, yeah. Yeah. nice. Repeat that again. What's, say that again. Transforming edu- the educational experience while moving at the speed of business. All that's right. Yeah. So what, what got you interested in doing this alternative education? What sparked that in you? Well, so Emily, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tackle the word alternative education right yeah. on the shoot. Like we, we think it should be education for everybody. Like, you know, yeah. so guys like me in the past have taken that word and made it kind of this dirty word, right? Sure. Like, oh yeah, we're going to go send that kid to alternative education because right. they're just smart on, you know, on machines, you know, and we've done that for a long time. So the word alternative education is, you know, for folks listening, I mean, this is the education we need to have for all students, which is okay. individualized education. Awesome. Mm. Individualized yeah. education rather than alternative. Not all people learn okay. the same way. Very At the same good. time or in the it. same space. In fact, education is the only place in the world world, pause for effect, that, <laughs> that you can actually, we only, we, we, we say you're as smart as the person sitting next to you by your age. So sitting yes. here in this room today, you both are much more experienced than I am and smarter than I am, but we learn in different ways. And we mm-hmm. were just because our birth date, uh, let's say was the same, which does not mean our brains are the same. It does not mean that we learn the same and certainly does not mean we value the same things. And yeah. so, you know, in education, we've called yeah. first graders, all sixth graders and seventh graders for a long time, kind of the same. And it's completely, there's, there's virtually very little research that supports any of that anymore, yeah. quite frankly. And so, yeah, yeah so we, have, we, we, we try to be innovative and, um, and really personalize the education for students across the spectrum from doctors to um, bulldozers. Awesome. Okay, so talk to me a little bit about the process. You've got uh, Ignite Pathways. What? How do students come into that? What age group is it? And and yeah, just start with that. How how do kids get into that? So the process, Emily. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you trust the process, right? <laughs> and so this has been a four-year journey. So we've had to trust the process. So the age group, there's really three lanes, right? Seventh and eighth graders, we call it Spark Academy. So they're, they're a quick uh, 
four week, three to four week um, courses, just trying to spark interest and expose students. We always say uh, knowing what you don't want to do is as important as what you do want to do in life. And so Love we that. can do that now. That's See, and like I learned early on anything with math, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good friend who's a fighter pilot, former fighter pilot, said, you know, when I'm in the cockpit, I don't carry the one, right? Like everything I learned in math, right. I just use fifth grade math, right? Like yeah. so. But but and that's a whole other rabbit hole. But you know we force everybody to take algebra two, and it's just it's just kind of crazy. But uh, back to to ignite um, ignite pathways, a regional center, seventh and eighth grade, and then we have our second kind of lane is ninth or twelfth graders. Then we have a third lane for adult learning. So we have over three million dollars in educational simulators. In fact, I just left today, and we have a couple of police departments um, looking, um, you know, to use our simulators for virtual reality, augmented reality, and marksmanship. And so nice. It's just a, that adult lane is a big piece for us because mm-hmm. learning never stops, right? Yeah. And and so yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are the three lanes. And you're, you, it's, it looks like you guys are taking that learning to a realm where you're teaching them in a way where it's not just rote facts, but this is information and experience and education that they're going to carry with them through whatever vocation they really ultimately end up doing. I mean, it's, it's a different approach to it's a it's a very different approach to to educating and to teaching i should say isn't it yeah we just call it stick and stay ability right so kids aren't remembering stick what they're learning they just aren't and as adults we don't when and we call it there was a study that came out that said the lack of relevance which mm-hmm. means when am i going to use this information someday right. mm-hmm. the information most students learn is gone in 10 days. And so if you put that into a construct, like right. as a business, you know, that means that that really that system piece that I've talked about is it really needs to be, um, you know, revamped. And, and yeah. I, I'm careful to pause there quick, Emily. And I just want to yeah. say um, in terms of like how kids learn, this is not about the people. Like you put good people in a bad system all day, every yes. day, good people get run down, they get tired, they leave, they yeah. won't stay. And mm-hmm. so it's got. It's the system that has to be reformed. The industrial yeah. model system. We talked about. You know, we know the the the, lot, the research in the 1900s. It was great for that time. Even post World War II, it was great for the time. You know, we don't live in that era anymore. And right. so, you know, schools have to be better. We have to be adaptive and more flexible. And so, it's not the people. We just amazing people work in education. In my yeah. opinion, I've worked with some of the best and just and, and love those people. But we keep yeah. putting them in a system. It's a grinder that you know. Yeah. There's no relevance to it at times. Yeah. And so, you know, you kind of can can grind. And so that's an awesome overview. Let's talk a little bit of the specifics because, I mean, I've got some photos here that I'm showing on screen. It's a great you've, facility. You've got like some AI robots and some other things that uh, that kids get to interact with as far as like whether they want to go into the healthcare facility or, you know, here. Uh, Child you know, development. For, for those of you listener only on uh, iTunes and Spotify, sorry, you need to check out the Rumble or the YouTube. Uh, the farm equipment. They're, they're, you've got so many different things going on. Um, talk to us about the technology that you are now bringing to these kids in education that just is not found at every single corner public school. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, there's, there's over $3 million in high-end simulators. Uh, you mentioned AI. There's certainly artificial intelligence uh, simulators there. I encourage anybody in the area who's, who, you know, is interested to come check it out, you know. Uh, but we have over 80 courses offered. And so these, this, this experience, we talk about transforming the experience. Those words mm-hmm. matter to us. Mm-hmm. So within the Ignite Pathways Regional Center, the equipment there, um, you're going to see augmented reality, virtual reality. Uh, you're going to see big cat sprayer trainers. You're going to see CDL trainers. You're going to see robotics trainers. You're going to see forklift um, uh, uh, virtual reality simulators. Uh, you're going to see uh, the only the only 
second in, in the state of Iowa, I believe. It's called yeah. a howl. It's a $100,000 mannequin that talks to you and it moves and it breathes and it bleeds wow. and it has over 40 facial expressions. And, um, you know, and and so that that's just kind of tip of the iceberg things. Like I said, we have a police department there today using the augmented virtual reality for our police science uh, lane. And so, nice. you know, we really tried, we took, we took students in this case, Chris, and we, and we said, students, what do you want? What do you want your experience to be? Yeah. You know, their world is different, you know, coming out of COVID and mm-hmm. they just have access to so much stuff that, that I didn't have access to when I was young. Um, and, and in terms of, you know, even, you know, sometimes some negative things. So what do you want out of this? And they said, this is what we want. And we went out and created the classes. And so it's a different model. It's a grassroots ground up mm-hmm. model. Um, and, and so, and, and we've been blessed to have, you know, a community that supports it. I love that. That's I think fantastic. you kind of touched on something that w- I've experienced, uh, cause our kids started out in the public school and don't get me wrong. We got a lot of really good teachers and people in that public school system. But like you talked about before, a system is a system that you're, if you're stuck in this system, you're not going to get a different result if you just keep repeating that, that same system. But finding out what trips the trigger of these kids opens up their world to learning. Mm -hmm. Just to give you a short little benign example is our daughter when she went from like first grade into second grade. She's an animal lover and she loves cats. So she's learning her alphabet. She's learning to write. She's learning to spell. And so she would sit down and she would do those things. And every time she had the opportunity, she would turn an O into a little cat face or she'd turn, (laughs) you know, she would turn her letters into little animals and stuff like that. Her first grade teacher loved it and told me, That's going to get her to love reading. That's going to get her to love writing. But then when she progressed into the next grade, that teacher reprimanded her for that, where it's like, don't, you can't do that. But it seems like you guys are into that same thing, as I talked about with with the first teacher. You find what the kids, what trips their trigger, and that actually opens the door to a lot of different other experiences and other learning and understanding they they wouldn't normally just go to. But finding that thing that really that right. they are really into that that really excites them. Right, right. Yeah, I think whether you're in private school or public school, it, it's time to innovate. Right, it's just yeah. time to transform, mm-hmm. and it's time to to put people in a system that's going to be better. And that system, the focus of that is kids. Right. So, yeah. like, we know now, we know that you know K through four is about n- literacy and numeracy. Right. Can you read? You write. Can you add, subtract, multiply, divide? Okay. Mm-hmm. There are so many other talents and ways to value kids that we focus z- zero in on those things. And we have to know those things. And but for the most part, most kids know that by second or third grade would be mm-hmm. my opinion that they know how to do those things. Um, but but what happens is we lose the opportunity on some of those other areas, right? Some of the arts and some of the yeah. the, the areas where kids are super talented and, mm-hmm. and, and just in where they thrive. And we know what the research says on that. Once those kids get that first standardized test score back and it says you're not good at X, guess what? You just limited their potential for you their did. future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just does. I mean, you just gave them a label. Right. That they will take on. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As adults, if somebody tells us even now, we're grownups, right? We're right. supposed to be responsible, <laughs> right? We're supposed to be smart. But if somebody says you're not good at X, mm-hmm. don't you start to go, Mm, yeah, I'm not. not. Yeah, and we're grownups. Can you imagine? Or you what just you just make a mistake in in X, right. and you think I I can't do that. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Wagner, he's the superintendent of Ignite Pathways. It's a it's a 
new way to process the learning curriculums. And there's a way to say that that I don't have written down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Justin, I want to I want to talk a little bit about the challenges because this is brilliant. When mm-hmm. I first moved to Iowa and learned what you were doing, um, our worship leader at the time was actually you know working over there. So and one of our board members sits on your board, and so. I immediately started looking into it, and what I kept coming back to, and I, this is the one question when this is the first time we've had a chance to meet. By the way, I've met your wife a couple times at the coffee shop, but this is the first time I've actually <laughs> had a chance to meet you. Uh, I want to ask you, and I really want you to be brutally honest: how big of a challenge and struggle was it to get this off the ground? Because mm. to me, when I look at what you guys are doing and where you're at now, yes, you have challenges in front of you, but to actually take on the established unionized school districts, I guess you could say, to get them to partner with you, to get people to buy into this. What kind of hill to climb was that? And share with us from your heart what that was actually like. Well, well we, we know that innovation is is the heartbeat of prosperity, but it's it's wildly unpopular, usually at the time, right? So innovators over the years and in, in over the centuries even, you know, come up with great ideas, but it's it's at the time, it's not always popular. And I'll say, our from my my perspective, our public school has been fantastic to Wonderful. work with. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I think we've, we've talked a lot about mission, vision, value, goals, though, and we changed the mission. We changed the, you know, the, the vision. And so the Woodbine Community Schools, you know, mission is – uh, Woodbine provide an environment where all are welcome and given yeah. access to personalized, unparalleled experiences. Both those words matter a lot. Yep. That will positively shape futures. And we take that serious. We started meeting that way. And so from my perspective, there's been a lot of support uh, from the from the public school. And and here's the other thing that I'll say that it was a journey. It, yeah. it was a journey. Mm-hmm. And, but I'll also say the Iowa Department of Education, there are opportunities within what we call Chapter 12, which is kind of our backbone of learning, to, to innovate. Okay. And, and so we got to give ourselves permission to do that, mm. you know, to, to really try that for kids, right? I love and that. so I think that piece of it has been important from my perspective. And to be honest with you, um, there's a lot of food fights along the way, you know, <laughs> and, and, and not even locally. We've been blessed locally to have just fantastic boards in a community that has been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. It's a rural, small town. Um, you know, this, this community happens to be very faith-based. And, and so, we, you know, we just had a lot of synergy in terms of philosophy. Mm-hmm. And then we just ran and it didn't mean we didn't have hurdles. And so a couple of those along the way, you know, I gave credit to the Iowa Department of Education for allowing for innovation. Um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll follow that up um, by saying, I think this is really just about managing change. Mm. And, and at the end of the day, if you have a clear mission, vision, value, goals, which we, we that first is a four-year, it's been a four-year journey, um, and there's a lot of people who said it'll take a dog year, you know, to, to do something like this. You know, yeah. it takes seven years to kind of get this accomplished. And and at the end of the day, you know, we really saw some of that transformation happening on, on year two. And so there was nice. it was kind of ground zero. There was nothing there in terms of like program, people, program, place uh, four years ago. And so obviously, you know, we were able to get bond issues passed and then philanthropic raise up to $15 million to get the, you know, to build the Ignite Pathways Regional Center, which is wow. just an amazing structure and yeah. very, very cool. Something the community is very proud of. Yeah. Um, and, and the, and, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, the kind of challenges through all that was that change management piece and helping people understand what we were trying to do. Right. And it goes back to Emily, what you said, I think when we start with the kids, you just start with learning. The, the word learning, we just say, are students learning? Is it sticking and staying? And if it's not, what can we do different? What can we do right. better? And then we, you know, we create an individualized development plan for each student at Ignite. And 
and you go. Yeah, was was awesome. there any champion that you want to recognize that helped you get through some of those hurdles? Because, I mean, getting this off the ground to me is the miracle. It looks impossible, literally. Yeah, so it's like. a private-public <laughs> partnership. A lot of people don't know that. You know, we've had, we have business owners, and, and you mentioned one of them, you know, 501c3, that I think they bring it just a tremendous uh, perspective. Uh, you know, I, I think of like a, a Michelle Berry who was in the classroom and then now she's the director and, you know, and she's done a, a, just a tremendous job of, of thinking differently, doing differently um, and kind of making that work. Mm. Um, you know, I, th- I think the community has been absolutely amazing. And I think, you know, it's interesting because this year, I mean, it's we just these numbers just came final. We had the we had largest increase in student Roman history. Wow. And so mm-hmm. parents are saying, yeah. Hmm, I think I want a different experience for yeah. my kids. Yeah. And it doesn't mean it's better. We're not racking and stacking. We're not saying we're better than anybody else. We're just saying we're just focused in on your kids. Yeah. And, and But you're good at what you do and the results are starting yeah. to show. So right. there's going to be pressure on enrollment probably if there aren't, if, if it's not already. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be, you're going to have more kids wanting to, and people wanting to come to Ignite than you're going to have room for probably if you're not already suffering that. Yeah, you know, it's good to have a capacity conversation, right? We're at 250 <laughs> right now, and we think we can go to 400. And, oh, wow. But, but I think we just keep working back to what you what you have talked about, the students. Sometimes we can get the system in the way, and we forget about really what kids need. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an ever-evolving. We'd never arrive, or we won't ever arrive, right? We're just going to mm-hmm. keep evolving to get to that space and and have that system synergy on um, kind of what it looks like. I that You asked, Chris, about, like, who would we give credit to or any – I'm 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 telling you, it truly has been. You guys mentioned lightning in a bottle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been lightning. It's it's lightning in a yeah. bottle right now, and, and that doesn't and, happen very often. And the yeah. challenge is to keep the lid on the lightning right. so it doesn't go away, right? <laughs> and so that's now sustainability is the challenge. And yeah. you know what? It does help me. That helps me appreciate this four year journey. Yeah, we know we got another four ahead of us, another eight ahead of that. But man, dancing in the rain sometimes. Yeah. you know, I think that's what I want our community to do. I want our staff to do. We were named one of the best places to work in Iowa, and that's from our wow, staff. Our nice. staff takes an anonymous survey. That's really important to us culturally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know that culture know. is great, from what I've heard from a lot of people. Yeah, we just we just we want them. We want their name. Happy adults equal happy kids. True. I mean, to be honest. Oh, and from the spiritual level, a church. Absolutely. Exactly. That's yeah. what they ch- kids take on what their parents are and what they're about. And right. so it just it just happens. Well, yeah. Dar- so, dark, darkness yeah. loves distraction. Yeah. To be honest with you. And we start getting on we start getting distracted, whether it's in our personal life or our professional life. Mm-hmm. You know, brother, darkness loves that stuff. Yeah. It so does. I think you stay focused. Uh, our mission, vision, value goals have, have been developed by the community, by the boards, uh, input from staff and students. Yeah. Who are um, probably a lot of them parents themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, you know, we uh, Michelle Berry is our director. She went out and spoke in California two weeks ago at the uh, competency-based education conference, and it just talked about kind of how we can do some things differently and what we're doing. And um, I was blessed and fortunate enough to be um, speaking at the National Association of mm. Career and Technical Education here coming up at the end of the month. Okay. And I think at the end of the day, the one thing I'd want people to know is this has been a team effort. And I know it sounds yeah. a little redundant, and it's kind of this. You know, you none of this is done alone in a vacuum. You don't right. get fifteen million dollars yeah. without some huge donors that would never want their names mentioned, but are absolutely game changers. Yeah, and it's because they see, they believe in the vision, they yeah. believe in where this community is going and where we're going, and and um, so yeah, from that perspective, people that would be recognized. I, I think, um, you know, th- this community passing bonds, mm-hmm. saying, "Look, we believe in this. Yeah. Uh, we think our rural community and our way of life is worth." 
uh, as we're fighting for in terms oh, of it is like preserving, for. yeah, that, preserving, and and they do that at the ballots, right? Mm-hmm. And then the bonds, mm-hmm. ours looked at it like a bond issue and uh, multiple bond issues in terms of like you know supporting it. Um, and, 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 you know, they were, then we were able to get that stuff matched. So just, I just, huge shout out to the community yeah. uh, as a whole, you yeah. know, you got to have that system synergy. And yeah. So, um, I really love it because as we were talking earlier, we know several people who are very intimately involved with it and like one's a teacher and one is, was a former worship leader. Um, one's an engineer. I mean, you know, what's your background? Were you an educator? What, what did you do before you were doing uh, yep. Ignite Pathways. I, I joined the military in 1994, Ooh. right? Okay. I was in college. I played basketball at Barcliffe University, which I love my experience. And so I've always been an educator. But on the on the other side, I'm a, you know, I've been coming up on 30 years of being in the Air National Guard. And nice. it's interesting because one of the, one a moment that sticks out to me, just like it was yesterday, my first uh, combat deployment, um, a deployment where we had, you know, combat um, in Bagram, Afghanistan. It was my first night there. And I remember oh, wow. we were getting, you know, we were taking some incoming rounds. And I remember sitting there going, Justin, what are you doing? Mm. What are you doing? You got a gorgeous family. I mean, my wife is absolutely the salt of the earth. I've got three amazing kids. Um, and I just kept thinking, you know, what, what, you know, why? And it's about, we live in the best country in the world. Mm. We just do. And yeah. I, I wish everyone could see and feel that I sometimes. Do too. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, sometimes people get down and out and, 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 you know, they think, you know, X, Y, or Z seeing overseas and seeing those, those deployments. I just remember I just committed that day. I had my own little session with the guy above <laughs> on that moment. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I did the old if thing, right? Like yeah. if you let me out of here, I promise. <laughs> I promise I'll never, you know, ever drink coffee again. You know, I know it's bad for me, you know. And so I just think that there you have a coffee in front of you right now. Oh, man, and I am drinking the heck out of it. And I've already asked for forgiveness. And and he said it was all right, yeah. I think. I don't know. But once you get to those moments and you talked about where I came from, always yeah. been an educator. You know, I, I taught in the classroom, born and raised South Sioux City, Nebraska. And, okay. You know, taught there and then assistant principal there and, and, and then went to Harlan and was principal and superintendent. And now at Woodbine. And, you know, I just think each step of my journey has been so, I've grown so much, right. you know, yeah. and you look at it and you're like, I, I call it the give back part of my career now. We're going, oh man, I made so many, you know, things that, things that I could learn from so many mistakes that I could learn from and go, okay, now yeah. apply it. Right. Like right. do better, Justin. Like mm-hmm. um, one other, just quick story on that. I had a good friend who had lost some folks in combat and, and he was sitting, sitting at his, his desk one day and we were talking and I said, man, you're just always like on it. You're just always kind of focused. And he said, he said, I made a commitment to my buddy who, who I, who, who I lost. He said, I promised him I'll never let a day go by without making sure it matters. I mean, every yeah. day, I mean, every day. Awesome. So, you know, I think about that and, you know, I just, it kind of, you know, comes to my mind as we talk about kind of who I am and where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm a, yeah. a blue collar, small town guy that awesome. just knows, I think that we can do system, the yeah. system, you know, get some good people and, yeah. and put them in the system. So now, you're, you're an officer in the military. You're a colonel, I think, is what last yes. I heard. Yep. And I was an enlisted guy. And hey. you, are, you are one of those guys. Hey. You are one of those officers that I bet you the phrase, he digs his own hole and carries his own role applies. Because <laughs> those yeah. were the ones we wanted to follow, man. Yeah. I'm just telling well, you. Yeah. I, I would say that you know, I started enlisted, so that's where I got smart. I, I started in civil <laughs> engineering. And so when you said enlisted, that, that's yeah. those are the smart guys get stuff done. So first of all, thanks for your service. Yeah, you too. Um, I, I yeah. appreciate it very much. I wish everybody could see that and feel that because mm-hmm. I think it's important and it's not, yeah. doesn't mean it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, you know, I, I think uh, that, 
I'm kind of a paradox in a way, right? Like, so public education and military, a lot of people will look at that and go, mm, those things sometimes don't add up. And so the things that I've learned in my public education career that I can apply and certainly my military uh, career that I can apply. And I've been blessed to be able to look at that and kind of learn leadership mistakes along the way and make them and go, okay, do that better, right. do that better, do that better. And then, and then kind of try to apply it now yeah. into this kind of culminating chapter of like, okay, just be better, Justin, just do better. And then I, I always quick, whenever I say that individual names, I go back to a team because you have to have, you know, you talked about who we honor and we just honor that, you know, the, the community that's put this thing together mm-hmm. that has supported us, yeah. given us great grace. I mean, incredible yeah. grace. You want to talk about changing a system. We, we believe we've changed the system right. yeah. and that takes a lot of change, a lot Lots. of tweaks and the grace that we've been given from the community has been, yeah. you know, has been incredible and, and very much appreciated. I love it. That's kind of actually a unique story really to have that coming together of like-mindedness. Um, before you go, I want to ask you, what would you tell parents? Because we have listeners from all across the country, parents who might not be in the Midwest, who might be living in big cities, whatever, and maybe their kids are stuck in that system. They can see what you were talking about. Um, what would you advise them? What would you advise those parents who are like, you know, I'd love to do something different, but I don't even know how to begin or where to start. And it it's overwhelming, I think, for parents, the thought of let's try doing things different. And maybe they don't have the resources or the access that that other families might have. What would you say to those parents? Great question. So obviously I'm a public education official, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love my my brothers and sisters in private school. I love yep. competition. I mean, I think it's great. Like if we're not doing it right, then we need to get it right. So what I would say to parents, you know, uh, you know, from the perspective, I don't believe people wake up in the morning saying, I just hope I mess up today. Right. <laughs> I hope that I cannot wait to make my boss angry. I cannot absolutely wait to make my wife upset with me. Right. I don't believe people do that. So right. I think... I think across the country, locally, regionally, and nationally, I think we need to get facts. Mm. Um, There there are some topics right now that I would love to dig into with you to get some, you know, just talk about the facts on how we're rating kids on standardized test scores. I mean, those things are out. I mean, I could, we could spend a whole session on that, but get the facts and come in with grace. Get the facts, take your armor off. Come in and have a conversation because mm-hmm. most of the time on the other side of that table, whether it's whatever school it is, they're trying their very best to. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yep. I think, but I think what happens is inch by inch, life's a cinch, yard by yard, life's pretty hard. I think if you can start those conversations with grace mm-hmm. and facts, the last thing I'd ask them to is focus on your son or daughter. Mm-hmm. How are, what's your son or daughter's experience? How are they doing you know, and so I, I think we owe that. And and the last piece of that, the asterisk on that is, and maybe the, the another thing that I believe is special about Ignite is, the world is not asking for better mathematicians. Okay. The world is not asking for people to read faster in books. They're asking for great humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're asking for great people. Yeah. They're asking for people that are honest and they're responsible and they're respectful. Uh, and and that's what Ignite focuses on as well. And so I think wow. at the end of the day, that's a question I'd ask as a parent. Okay, great. They can read and they can write and they can do math. That's yeah. awesome. Very important yeah. skills, right? What are you doing as a school administrator to help make my son or daughter a great human? Yeah, yeah. And that's a challenge, right? I, but that's a challenge we're ready to go on. Right. And I, I think there's lots of references that you can go to where you say, if you read this book, 
<laughs> it, it can make you a great human, yeah. right? It can yeah. give you a pathway to being a great human. And so might um, even ignite something. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank you. But I'm yeah, that, that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah. This isn't your first rodeo. I no, know. not yeah. by a long way. Yeah. Yeah. So I, awesome. hopefully that, I mean, I, I just think, you know, I, um, it's, it's important to come in with, with, with that grace, but facts. And so. I love it. I love it. Any final thoughts you want to leave with our audience before we go? Cause like you said, it, this is a big it's a big, big topic. thing, and well, I would love to have you back, or or even someone else at Ignite back, and and talk about some of these go in these other directions that you kind of talked about. Because it's so there's groundbreaking a lot to talk about. What are your What do you want to leave with the audience? Yeah, you're not gonna. I I appreciate. I, first of all, I want to say thank you to both of you. Yeah. I think this is great. I think um, your listeners are lucky to have you in their lives and, and give give a great perspective. Um, and so I think that's important. I, I think what I would want people to leave with, I want them to know that public education, and we may agree, we may disagree on this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this, right? Like, right. You know, I'm a faith-based guy. I could say that, right? Yep. And, yep. and uh, public education, there's a lot of tremendous public educators out there. Yep. When we put tremendous public public educators into a system that just is is really from a 1900, that turn of the century model, I think we can... We can we can we can do better. Yeah. And and my wife, you know, asked me today when I was talking to make sure, you know, that that people understood that we we absolutely value public education. Yeah. yeah. We just do. Yeah. yeah. And, and public pl- educators, there's a lot of Christians that are out there fighting the good huh. fight. Our kids had it's some just, great teachers along It's just the way. when you talk about the 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 problems with public education and the need for homeschooling, the need for private education. A lot of times people think that you're just slamming the pu- and we're not. We're just talking about alternatives. And we're talking about real problems that need to be solved. Yeah. But, so. but can I hit on that point yeah. at, at the risk of starting a series here with us? <laughs> that, that, that's such a valuable point because at some point, me, guys like me, admitted I get defensive on that, and and it's it's not meant to be defensive. Right. It's, it's meant in defense of your child. It's right. meant in defense yes. of your – so it doesn't have to be offensive just because it feels defensive to right. us, yeah. right? I think that's an excellent point you made. And I think as soon as we realize that we think competition will make us a little better, I know that's controversial. I got it. <laughs> but I think it does, right? It if parents does, go, yeah. hmm, I can kind of look at that and go, I've had some great public educators and, and you know, maybe I want X, Y, or Z. And so, I mean, I, I just, I guess that's the last point I'd make is that I, I, I appreciate having conversations like this yeah. on, on all sides of the table where we can focus on, most of us have philosophical alignment. I'll, mm-hmm. be, I'll be honest. Most of us are philosophically aligned with what we believe in life, and and I think sometimes it can turn into an offense defense thing when yeah. it's really just the same team thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're on yeah. the same we're on the same team. So well, yeah. we know who the author of confusion is, and anytime yep. he can drive a wedge in, <laughs> even in the minor things, uh, he he will do it. Justin, thank you so much for spending yeah. your time on this show. We really appreciate you coming over and hanging out with us. I think we need to do it again. I do yeah, too. Love, thanks for the time. Appreciate it very much. Hey, you're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris. Coming up around the corner, Mike Shaw is going to be with us with Right On, Way Off. You're listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris on FreshRoadMedia.com. Hey, if you enjoy listening to No Apology with Emily and Chris, if you get any encouragement from it, please consider standing with us financially. Go to FreshRoadMedia.com and consider giving a wonderful gift today. It is appreciated. 
Welcome back to No Apology with Emily and Chris. It is FreshRoadMedia.com. It's been a great show so far, and it's only going to get better because it's time for that segment right on, way off. Emily. Yes, and Mike Shaw is going to be joining us, as he always does, to make the whole game just that much more intriguing. Mm. Um, so welcome back to the show, Mike Shaw. Yay! How are things going for you? Center square for the block. Yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that yeah, there's, show. There's pretty Good. And I by the way, uh, yeah. everybody who's listening audio only, I just want you to know that that we still want to do a show just for you and these cameras. Um, they they cannot take priority. You know, our, our bigger audience is people that listen um, audio only, not yeah. video. So yeah. Yeah. let's not cater to the cameras. And I say that because in the opening segment today, I had to grab Emily's hey. keys and show them the high iHeart grandma thing on her keychain. Yeah, but see, anyway, and here's I the thing: when we see when I when I see those squares with our guests and so on up on that screen, I'm sorry, but it takes me back to the Brady Bunch. Yep. They were mm. the original Zoomers. Um, right. <laughs> that was the first Zoom call. They, they all got And Alice was us. always late. So it should be Alice for the block. <laughs> Alice yeah. for the block. Alice for the block. Yeah, right. Mike's in the Alice hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the Alice yeah, yeah, yeah. block or whatever Yeah, you know. Playing Sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let's move on to yes. right on way off before Chris gets kicked off the, the show. The rabbit hole. Alice yes, in Wonderland. the rabbit hole. Uh, okay, yeah, I got it. Okay. All right. Uh, so right on, way off. Once again, I'm going to be presenting you guys with three statements. You're going to tell me whether these statements are right on or way off, and then I'm going to tell you whether you're right or not. Um, I always try <laughs> to I yeah. always try to hand out points, and I start at the beginning really well, and then I always get lost in the conversation, and I forget, and by the end, it doesn't matter. So um, we'll start off with this very first quote. It says, we have reached the ultimate stage of absurdity, where some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born, while other people are not held responsible for what they themselves are doing today. Is that an accurate accurate statement? Is that right on or way off? Chris Danielson. Right on. All right. Very good. In fact, that doesn't even go as far. It's... We are living in a world of depraved minds. Mm-hmm. Depraved minds have taken over our country. And I'm sorry, but if you they just... Have, yeah. There was a picture taken two years ago mm-hmm. of Joe Biden and his cabinet. Okay. And it is an absolute clown show. Yeah. It looks like a bad circus. Saturday Night Live skit. It looks and this like a is, circus, this is what real. we're supposed to yeah. have. And to say anything about anybody anymore is becoming... Much more difficult because your truth doesn't have to be my truth. Yeah. So the rise of our own personal godhood, yeah. where we're supposed to follow our heart and everybody's yeah. supposed to get in line with our vision and our dreams, leads to that whole thing where, uh, you know, in an effort to try to be righteous, a fake righteousness, let's give to these people who were harmed 200 years ago yeah. uh, something that doesn't really, that doesn't even make sense. And yeah. then if, you know, I'm sorry, but the victims uh, of crimes are being treated with less respect than the criminals. You have jumped the shark, and you now live in a Romans chapter 1 depraved mind. God has yeah. given you over to a debased, depraved mind. What does that actually mean? And then I'll finish. That means you're not even able to care for yourself. At the root word, that's what Paul is saying there, is that that's what happens to the unbeliever. They get so messed up in their head, they can't even care for themselves. And mm-hmm. what does Jesus do? 
He redeems us. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, he transforms our mind. There you go. And that's all I got to say about so, that. So it may all just boil down to that fake righteousness. I, I think you might be onto something there, Chris. Um, Mike Shaw, yep. what do you think? Do you need the quote again? or uh, it's The quote again is uh, it's just fun, maybe it, for it the is. listener. All right. Yeah. We ha- and this is kind of a long one, so. No, really? <laughs> yeah, because I have one, one, th- one nitpicky thing, but yes, go all ahead. All right, very good. Oh, you're going to nitpick. I like bit, that. Okay, we have reached I'm not the- in the mood to nitpick, so it's on you today, Mike. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> Who's going to be our Passing nitpicker? Who's the nitpicker today? Okay, we have reached the ultimate stage of absurdity where some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born, while other people are not held responsible for what they themselves are doing today. Right. Is that right on or way off? Yeah, so it's right on Okay. with a, with a nitpick thing. And okay. Th- but first, this is a really good... Uh, time to remind people that we are on Rumble. Okay. <laughs> Just in case yeah. we need that. Yeah. Um, because we were talking about some things that, you know, because in this crazy world that is upside down, yeah. where woe unto you who call righteousness unrighteous and unrighteousness righteous, right. good and bad and bad and evil has been turned around because of those depraved minds that Chris described so accurately. Um, yes, it, it is an upside down world, yeah. and that's what happens when you yeah. don't have God. Yeah, exactly. When you, don't, when you don't have godly standards, when you don't go by biblical principles, when you don't when have— you abandon that. When you abandon the Holy Spirit, when you don't have Jesus inside of you, mm-hmm. this is what the world starts to it look becomes, like. It becomes, yes, exactly. Look mm-hmm. at all those stories right. of the cultures and the societies in the Bible that did just that, and it— became awful. And then they got, you know, fire yeah. and brimstone and stuff. And <laughs> exactly. so that's why you need, that's why if you're not saved, you need to get saved. Well, saved from what? Yeah. From judgment that yeah. is soon coming. Because yeah. what we're seeing right now is the spirit of Antichrist, which has been here since for 2000 years, but the spirit of Antichrist, which is leading to the actual an- Antichrist. And we're seeing those things in Revelation. Yep getting set up right before eyes we right are. now. We are. <laughs> so, um, but what was that first sentence in that quote? Uh, we have reached the ultimate stage of absurdity. Ultimate. So worse. that's my nitpick. Okay, very good. I was wondering. It can get worse. It's going to get worse. Yes. I hate to, I hate to tell you, yeah. but it can yeah. get worse. And as Chris just said, Probably so. I think you're absolutely right. It is going to get a lot, a lot more worse. Um, but w- I think we can all agree we've we've passed the tipping point. We have been, you know, building, 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 building. And people all along have been saying, hey, you know, we see evil growing. We see evil growing. But I think we've reached the ultimate stage in that we've reached the tipping point where there's no going back, where... Um, it's now just going down, 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 like down, if, down. Like you know, if you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the tipping point when you build yeah. too many buildings on one side of Guam and it tips <laughs> over. <laughs> exactly. As we, as we found out in is Congress. That dude, is that yes. dude still in Congress? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. He, I wouldn't, I don't I wouldn't vote him so. to be dog catcher yeah. of Shelby County. Put too many Americans on one side of the island, it might tip over. That's a great illustration of tipping point, though. Yeah. Just saying. It is. Hashtag it is. Just saying. It is. Okay, so very good. You both get a point. That is it's absolutely It's getting worse right and worser out there when Spatter we want it to and be badder. gooder and gooder. <laughs> but the worstest is yet to come. Yes. Yeah. My yeah. prayer is that God is going to give us a little little more time. I know. Uh, I keep hoping that as yeah. well. Not yeah. for myself per se, uh, but just right. for my children and my children's children and, and all that stuff. Per se, so. a century. All right, where are we yeah. headed? All right, okay. question number two or statement number two. 
says, um, it's so good that we set our clocks back. I got an extra hour of unable to sleep. <laughs> is, that, is that right on or way off? This was the weekend where we set our clocks back for most of the states in the United States. And so the statement, uh, it's so good we finally set our clocks back. I got an extra hour of unable to sleep. Mike Shaw, what do you think? Is that right on or way off? Well, I was going to be uh, way off until they threw in the... Uh, extra hour of unable to sleep. And then it's like, yeah, that's that sums it up nicely. They got you that yeah. way. Usually yeah. I'm up at 4.30 or 5. This morning I was up at 3.20. Oh, wow. Which I found out is very productive. <laughs> you can get a lot and done. You get a lot done. You but... can, as every mother knows. You get up before the whole yeah. rest of the world starts, you right. can get a lot done. There... So you're still on your old sleep schedule, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, your body clock is like that. You can't just change it like that. Anyone who's flown more than three time zones uh, to a different i mean jet lag is real yep it's like self-imposed jet lag it's the dumbest thing yeah and you know you guys know <laughs> we all lived in arizona together and it's yeah. so nice and you know i lived there 16 years total yeah and just got used to not changing my clocks mm-hmm. and you know the reason is when it's 108 degrees in the summer you want the sun to go down yeah. exactly so there's really silly to have daylight savings there and they for those of you who don't know arizona never changes their clocks and they so our state could do that same thing, although it'd we be could all do that so same thing because really we all used to do that same thing. <laughs> so I can't remember if it was if, if it was the House or the Senate. They actually yeah. passed a bill that that we would stay on daylight saving time <sighs> instead of standard time. We would be on we would stay on daylight idiots, time. and then and so then we wouldn't <laughs> change the clocks. But then. Either the other chamber didn't pass it or uh, anyway. Well, that's because it's, it, that makes it. no sense. I mean, oh, this isn't working, so let's just do it all the time. No, the mean, thing, no what, what it would be is we would stay on daylight time. So once we spring forward, we would stay oh, there. daylight rather than daylight right. saving. That makes the most right. sense okay. because uh, yes. you know, the yes. sun doesn't yeah. have to set at 4.30 or 5.30 in the, in the winter. That's ridiculous. Yeah. At Chris. least they've shortened it. So. Yeah. Chris, yeah. what do you think? Is that right on or way off? That's right on. We, right. we are always messed up. <laughs> the older we get, the worse it gets. And yeah. this does not help. It gets a lot And worse here's the other thing. Nobody tells the dogs that the clocks have changed. <laughs> no. Right. And... So they wanted to go out at four o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's, I guess that's our new time now. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I, I just feel like it's overserved its youthfulness. Um, there was a time back when they started this. When was it in the seventies? In the Carter administration is when. Yeah, it, kinda, it was Carter. I remember my dad know, was so mad. It, you know the the energy. Oh, he was mad. <laughs> You know, now now the, the one concern that actually will rally some people around to say, hey, maybe we should look at this is, of course, for the children, mm-hmm. is that it's so dark out at the school bus, it's unsafe for the kids mm-hmm. now now until spring. So We'll start school later then. Yeah. Well, quit messing with the it. clocks, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Exactly. Quit messing with the clocks. My watch is right because it's with my phone. But my car is wrong and See, my oven, my stove is wrong. I have to. I talked to a few people too, work. where it's like between your car, well, your clocks are fine, but your car, your microwave, your VCR, if anybody right. still has one, whatever. People don't even even don't even necessarily know how to change their right. clock, all those. Well, you know those clocks. people that they just leave it. Yeah. And then they do the math, and then they're an hour late for stuff. I know, know, right. Or, and then or, when or it changes late. again, then they're in the habit of right. doing the math, and they shouldn't be doing the math right. anyway. Yeah, yeah. All right. Unable to sleep, that's what really tripped my trigger because that's exactly what happens to me. Like, I just can't sleep when these 
ch- times are changing and it's just it's a bad thing. It just takes a couple of days. I mean, you know, the the well, the, the worst <laughs> yeah. is the worst is when we go to the Middle East or we go to to Europe. Um it always takes us a day. So what we started doing to help with this is like when we'd go to see our granddaughters, we mm-hmm. you know, they lived in England for 8 years. Mm-hmm. Uh we'd land in, at Heathrow and then we'd just go to the hotel there. And they and we and I would call ahead and say, "Hey, we want to check in at nine a.m." You know, and then we would just go and crash and crash and get up the next morning and take the first uh, tube out of town mm-hmm. at about six a.m. Refreshed. Yep. So you know now now you've kind of had a chance to turn over. It might take a couple more days. Yeah. But it'll we'll get through this. Yeah. We, we you know I, we'll get through it. The struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> Of all the big problems to have, this is relatively a smaller problem. And but the so, older you get, the harder it is to shake this stuff. That's, that's the true. Problem. That's true. Yeah. And younger it, people and, are like, get over it. Lady. But even for younger people, like uh, I think of people who are just working, you know, positions and jobs where they're really punching the clock, and it's. Ugh. It's difficult. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Okay. So uh, our last final question of the day or statement of the day, because election season is starting to heat out. The burner's been turned on, right? Uh, I love this quote. Waiting for election results is like waiting for a grade on a group project. I know I did my part right, but I'm scared y'all messed it up. (laughs) Is that that right on or way off, Chris Danielson? Uh, For the conversation, I will go right on. That's kind of what it feels like. uh, But as far as elections... um, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't believe we have fair elections anymore. Ah, I'm kind of out. Okay. I, okay. I mean, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to drag myself to the polls to vote, but the goal of a lot of what's been going on the last ten years is to disenfranchise yes, people. It doesn't and matter. And I'm one. I just. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, the Republicans couldn't even get a speaker. The Democrats are so far left now that um, I mean. The, the the evil that's coming out of the Democratic Party, if you claim Jesus Christ and you vote for a Democrat, I, I feel sorry for you because you're not paying attention. So I'm kind of out on all of it. I just But we do have yeah. a speaker now. I know. <laughs> don't care. I do. And, and I have been talking to a congressman, an eight-term congressman. We've been yeah. texting back and forth. He yeah. got elected uh, while he was appearing on our show. And uh-huh. then he called our show yeah. from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. every either every week or every other week for a couple of years in his f- first term in office. And I want to have him come on the show. I'm not even going to say who his name is because I don't want to say anything until we get him. It'll be a surprise. But when I watch what he does in <laughs> D.C., I pray for him yep. and I pray for a lot of people. Yep. And I want to see something positive come out of our country's leadership. Yeah, yeah. But it is so sad to watch just the unbelievable ballot stuffing going on and nobody cares. Yeah. You know, the police state, you know, documentaries coming out and just how big tech is involved with media. And see, we're media people. I, You know, all of us, me, Mike, and Emily have been in media for most of our adult lives, and we know the game. And so we're watching people capitulate to the to the media, uh, you know, blackout of the truth. Yeah, you know. Um, but you don't know, you it, think? That I mean, this this you you know, we have YouTube, we have Rumble, we have all these other platforms. Yep. But if if YouTube's AI thinks that we're talking bad about the election, they will pull this down. Yeah. They did it the, once. Yeah. yeah, they've already done it once. Yeah. Uh, and and they will do it again. So we have to be very careful with what we say because we now live in post free speech America. We do. 
So be careful. <laughs> so, so make sure you self-censor and do it right. Hugh, la- last you... point, last point. Hugh, okay. Hewitt, Hugh Hewitt. There's so much there. This is a whole other show. Right, I love it. Right, Hugh, right. Hugh Hewitt. Yep. In 1998, we were hanging out with him. Or he wrote the book in 98. I don't remember when yeah. we were hanging out I with him. I met once, too. He's a, great He's a good dude. He yeah. signed this book to me, and I still have it in my library. And it's called... Um, uh, if they, you know, if it's not close, if it's not close, they can't cheat. And right, then the right. subline is why crushing the Democrats in every election and why your life depends on it. Yeah. Everything Here that he are. wrote in that has come true. <laughs> yeah. And okay, go to the back to the Seattle election. And this is like 10 years ago, the Seattle election for governor, King County wanted a recount and the Republican was up by 1200 votes. And everybody said, that's too close. You can't certify. They did a recount. He was up by 400 votes. That's too close. You can't certify. Mm-hmm. They did another recount and now he's down by less than a hundred votes uh, and they certify. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's just a joke. Yeah. Folks. Well, see, but doesn't that, this is what I wanted to ask you. Doesn't that just coincide with this statement where it's like, I'm going to do what is the right thing to do, which is I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to get registered. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote yeah. by ballot in person. Um, and I'm going to do everything right. But then we're going to come back with a test result. That is, that does not reflect what, I'm about and what I'm doing doesn't reflect your effort into the project. Mike Shaw, what do you think about that statement? Waiting for election results. And have a little more joy than I have. I'm coming across very annoyed and angry. I don't mean to. You gave me a point. You gave me several points to respond to. So I'm I'm ready. Good news. Good news. Uh, Results is like waiting for a grade on a group project. Uh I know I did my part right, but I'm scared you all messed it up. Hello, might I just remind you, uh, we live in Iowa where the previous um, (laughs) nomination results were just like. Not even they never came to fruition. Anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you think? I, I'm so right on with that statement. So okay, and you know, b- being involved in politics still, yeah, and being involved in politics for a long time and at a high level, mm-hmm. um, that is that's how I feel every election night. And usually we're at a bar or at a restaurant or you know my old me was at a bar and we're <laughs> and we're watching the election results coming in and yeah and we're all having a good time but at the same time we're like okay you all you better have gotten this right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did our part. Yeah. You know, we fought to get out the vote and then we voted ourselves. And uh, so then you're just kind of waiting for the rest. Yeah. And what I would tell Chris is get out there and vote. Yeah. Don't give give up. Don't yeah. let them win. Don't mm-hmm. have apathy. Yeah. Because you're right. That's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to discourage you. And then if you stay Give home, up. At yeah. Hugh Hewitt's exactly right. Because yes. if you stay home, it's easier for them to cheat. All the more easier. What we saw, since YouTube changed the rules and you can now say that the election was in question of whatever election Oh, you can is, say that now in America? They can. Isn't that great? They can, I know. <laughs> Thank you. But did I hear sarcasm? They're so gracious. Was there sarcasm there? <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so apparently we can discuss this openly now <laughs> yes. because we did have one video taken down because of that. But then mm-hmm. when they changed the rule, it wasn't retroactive. Right. So, um, so anyway, the shenanigans in 2020. Can you say shenanigans? <laughs> Um, what, yeah, I did. Yeah, shenanigans. You can say that. Shenanigans. It's, it's an right. Irish word. Yes, I don't know. I, I love don't it. even know what it means. I need Google Translate. But <laughs> uh, So shenanigans 2020. And what happened was that President Trump had such a leave, uh-huh. lead that they had to shut down the vote. Remember, they exactly. stopped the vote in all of the 
we're going to swing cut. states. Yeah, we're going to cut. We're not going to cut. We're and not. there was there was a pipe. We'll a, be back a, later. A pipe bursts in Georgia, yeah. and they yeah. had to shut it. Turns out it was a leaky toilet. Mm-hmm. But um, so they they stopped, and then they then they knew how many votes they needed. And like mm-hmm. Chris said, they just keep counting until they get yep. it. And then we saw. You know, Trump ahead, Trump ahead, and then all of a sudden, Biden yep. ahead, Biden ahead. We all woke it happened up. like in the quarter, yeah. in like 40 minutes. We went to it bed, Trump totally won, went. we woke up, Biden won. Yeah. And that's what they're doing now. And, the, yep. and and because Trump was so far ahead, they had to Do cheat something. in such yeah. an obvious way. Yeah. And people then they the, then they fenced people, in the Capitol, right? Okay, and yeah, uh, right. and 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 installed their guy anyway, which tells you they're kind of afraid uh, of us, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, and, but, but the vote. interesting make thing, it hard for them. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing was, even though that was going on in the United States, that's not what was going on around the world. So you had other countries who kept watching and kept following and kept watching these numbers throughout what was daytime over there, right. nighttime over here. Right. And they're like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you go to those news broadcasts, you will definitely see people going, and what and, happened? What is, what is this? This isn't normal. This isn't right. This, we know something's wrong. Really smart people have crunched the numbers since then. Statistically impossible yeah. what happened overnight. Exactly. And the numbers don't add up. It just does not add up. No, nope, it and, doesn't. But, you know, it, it, it is a rigged system. We know yeah. that. So we have to vote early and often, as yeah. they say in Chicago. Well, this, yeah. well, I, I'm getting encouraged because it seems like America is waking up to the yes. fact that we just can't yeah. sit on the sidelines anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So making your there vote you count go. is important, yeah. uh, but go. it is a disenfranchising type thing. But I think it it's going to be more than that. And I think that people are tired of being uh, drowned in this trans ideology that that the major the silent majority is not going to mm-hmm. be silent mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. longer we're mm-hmm. we're done with this whole yeah. thing yeah. i want i want to i want to give a little bit of a prophecy here um because we're the show's over right i mean that was the last question well i actually have one more yeah there's one more oh there's one more yeah All there's right. one more but i do want to hear a... prophecy okay. hello <laughs> what 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 do you got to say go okay. ahead and say it. uh the date today is november 6 it's 10:22 a.m. central standard time okay uh, I believe that the Democrats are finally going to going to walk away from Joe Biden, and they're going to install Gavin Newsom. You watch; that's their guy. Oh, yeah. That's the guy that they're going to have uh, come. Because I mean, if anybody knows how to steal an election, it's Gavin Newsom. <laughs> right. I mean, Gavin Newsom like... had fifty percent of the registered yeah. voters sign a petition to have him recalled. That during the recall election, he won at sixty-five to thirty-five yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't exactly. buy it for a minute. And I mean, exactly. this guy—he's a pro. If he I was going to go to central casting saying I need a character who I think would look like the Antichrist, <laughs> it would be. Gavin Gavin Newsom. He's a slick dude, man. I mean, he looks just like yeah. like like I would have pictured the Antichrist to look like. When he talks, it's so smooth. Oh, right. But it's right. like I think he I think he's he's handsome, he's smooth, he, yeah. he has he's, he articulates and he and he verbalizes things in a way where you're like Oh yeah, that's probably right. You just kind of lean that yeah. way. But when you listen to him and you know better, it's like yeah, yeah. you know, he, he then you can see that he's he just, just a walking yeah. hack like the rest. Yeah. of them. He yeah. just says he a just, lot of words, that, yeah. but he doesn't really say no, anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just like words. all this silky smooth evil. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah. you know they can't. Yeah. You know the the problem with going away from Biden right now is that puts Kathleen Kamala in place, right. and Who's, nobody wants that. Like she's nobody least popular wants than he is. Yeah. And it's not even about popular. It's about can she hold her water long? enough for them to continue to propagate oh, what they want to do. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't I don't matter. think it matters. But when you own the media not, and you own everything he's else. He's not in control and she's not yeah. in control. But 
people don't like her. So, <laughs> so again, it makes it harder to cheat if All they right. don't like your candidate. Last question, uh, right on or way off? Yeah. Fear not, these things must come to pass. Chris, right on or way off? I'm right on. All right, very good. Mike Shaw, right on or right way off? On. Right on. Fear not, <laughs> these things must come to It doesn't say annoy to... not. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I'm highly annoyed with my country yeah, right now, yeah. and yeah. I just want Christians to be strong joyful and verbalize the mm-hmm. truth and it's yeah. going to hurt your lefty neighbor's feelings and you're going to have to deal with that well and here's the thing is that um <laughs> oh i forgot so i've been Shoot, saying this sorry. a lot so it's my opportunity to jump in and yes, say yes do save me i've for been myself. saying this a lot if you are in christ mm-hmm. jesus is your lord and your savior and your mm-hmm. king during these times that must happen yep then you will have boldness as mm-hmm. chris has been preaching and you will have peace yeah. because Jesus gives you both of those things. Stand for the truth, come what may, yep. and have peace because you are his forever and nothing can change that. That's, yes. that's right on. Look, you, you, will, you will have these passionate things mm-hmm. and the annoyance in your heart and in your head and in your being grows. Mm. And then Jesus, like, you know, when Emily makes her award-winning trilly, one of the, one of the secrets she has is that mm-hmm. as it's starting to bubble up, she sprinkles a little baking soda or powder, one of the two. Baking yeah. soda. A, a little baking soda on it. doesn't change the flavor, but it takes it all down and creates less gas, which everybody wants when they eat chili. <laughs> and, I, you know, this is maybe a lame analogy, but I believe analogy. that the Spirit of God yeah. with the scripture that Emily just shared mm-hmm. is like that baking soda. On, on, and I'm not the only one who gets annoyed, okay? Mm-hmm. It's right. just mm-hmm. annoying to have to just drown in this falsehood yeah. All the time. Yeah. And it is. It's falsehood. These mm-hmm. people are angry. They're not happy. They're not living their full life. And so it gets annoying. And uh, you know, just, you know, repent sinners. <laughs> and then the baking soda of Jesus's love comes and calms it down. Right. And it's like, okay, it's going to be okay. We have to stay the course. We have to set our face like flint uh-huh. towards the cross and the resurrection. And then we got to share the truth. We don't debate. We just proclaim. And when we proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ, then he gets the glory, he does the work, and we are able to have that peace and that joy in the midst of the swirling storm. That's how it works. But don't discount the annoyance that's bubbling up. That can sometimes be a righteous wrath Mm -hmm. that then needs to be tamped down. I'm not saying it doesn't. But don't all of a sudden just, oh, he got worked up, so he's wrong, he's wrong. Right, exactly. Come on. Here's the thing. uh, Blood-bought believers, we thirst for righteousness. And so when we see unrighteousness, when we see injustice, when we see those things, yeah, intense feelings rise up in us because God says, love the things I love, and then what? Hate the things I hate. And we hate untruth. We I'm good at that hate part. Injustice. We hate unrighteousness. Right on. So you got those feelings and you got to deal with it. But I tell you what, <laughs> I will never eat chili the same again. <laughs> um, but it's it's actually a pretty good illustration. Things are going to go get they're going to get hot. They're going to bubble up. But like I said, fear not. These things must come to pass. Jesus knows what He's doing, and He's getting us through to that. Uh, Chili that won't make you so digestive distressy. <laughs> you can say gassy. Gassy's not 
Not bad. It's a All right. I think that's going to do it for this show. I'm so glad that you joined us once again today. Please tell your friends, tell your family, let them know about Fresh Road Media and No Apology with Chris and Emily until next week. God bless and uh, keep the Lord Jesus Christ and his word at the forefront of your mind today. <laughs>